the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 8.20 a.m. The Word. This is Pastor Rich Jones and... Um, Georgine is off today, and I have the wonderful privilege of sitting in for her today. I'm going to be joined in the next segment by my dear friend and associate, Pastor Matthew Dodd. And actually, I'm going to hand over to him the hosting duties. Uh, I've been having a little sinus issues, uh, which you can probably hear. And uh, he's got an amazing voice, and I'm going to let him uh, take over the uh, hosting responsibilities. But I wanted to start us out and just to say what a privilege it is to be uh, hosting the show today for Georgine. And of course, I want to welcome the uh, audience uh, uh, as well from Seattle. And we are just so very, very thankful that you could join us as well. And uh, I, I'm really excited today for the topic that we are going to discuss. One of the one of the ministries that I have the privilege of leading, actually with Pastor uh, Matthew, uh, is a ministry called Blessors of Israel. And, uh, you know, I've been a senior pastor for 30-plus years, almost 34 years, uh, and it's a Calvary Chapel in Hillsboro, Oregon. And uh, we have been teaching God's Word verse by verse, chapter by chapter, for all of those almost 34 years. And, you know, going through the Bible verse by verse, especially in the Old Testament, you really get a love for Israel. You really see God's heart for Israel. And you know that scripture that says that those who bless Israel will be blessed? I am convinced that that is still true today as uh, much as it was true when God gave that promise to Abraham in Genesis 12. That promise has been passed down from Abraham to Isaac and Isaac to Jacob and Jacob to his 12 sons and Israel today. Uh, and I believe also that that ought to inform our public, uh, excuse me, our foreign policy as a nation uh, that we should uh, bless, we should stand with Israel. And of course, there's great scriptural reasons for doing so. Uh, there's very, of course, practical reasons for doing so. They are the strongest uh, democracy in the Middle East. They are the greatest ally of our nation. So it's strategically valuable, but it's biblically accurate. Now, that being said, so we have the uh, uh, Pastor Matthew and I, and actually Georgine, a full disclosure, she's on the board with us as well, uh, with Blessers of Israel. Our website is blessors.org. Uh, with an O, and uh, uh, the 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 heart behind blessings of Israel is to equip the church uh, 
to watch for the signs of the times. Now, this is why what we're going to talk about today. There are so many things happening in the world uh, that it is so important for Christians, believers, to be watching for the signs of the times. And watching for the signs of the times, I believe, means that you are taking note of what is happening in the world. Uh, because, you know, Jesus, Jesus described in Matthew 24 the condition of things happening in the world. For example, in Matthew chapter 24, uh, when he said that you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars, see to it that you are not frightened, for this is not the end, for these things must take place, but that is not yet the end. Then he added, for nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom will rise up against kingdom. And of course, in, then he adds in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes, which we are also seeing. But he specifically is referencing here the kingdoms of the world, nations that are arising, and wars and rumors of wars. So in order for a Christian to be watching for the signs of the times, you need to pay close attention to what's happening uh, in the unfolding scene of the world. And we need to view what's happening in the world from the biblical perspective, from the mindset of uh, what is happening uh, uh, in the world according to the uh, the fulfilling of Scripture, <clears throat> the fulfilling of prophecy. So today, when Pastor Matthew is going to join me again in the next segment, we're going to start out by looking at, at BRICS. What is it? Why is this important? This is an economic alliance of nations, which we, we're going to discuss here in just a few moments. Um, but this is, again, part of watching for the signs of the times. To be on the alert, to stay at the ready, means that you are aware of what's happening. Now, there are, of course, uh, uh, important biblical reasons to watch, but I think it also is important to recognize that we should not be afraid. In other words, when Jesus is talking about when wars, uh, and you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars, kingdom rising against a kingdom, he said, see to it that you are not frightened. See to it. Make sure of it. You make sure you yourself are not frightened when you see uh, uh, wars and rumors of wars, kingdoms rising up against kingdoms, for these things must take place. But this is not yet the end. We are seeing today what you might call the birth pangs of the latter days, because Jesus says uh, in verse 8 of Matthew 24, all of these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Now, any woman who's ever bore a child will tell you that the, the uh, birth pangs will grow greater in intensity and closer together uh, as the time draws near. And that is a picture of the fact that there will be a greater intensity of these latter-day events and that they will grow closer together as the latter days draws near. But you will be experiencing birth pangs leading up to uh, those events. So that's what we are seeing. When we are, for example, and we're going to be talking quite a bit today about the nations of the world, BRICS. Um, this uh, this economic alliance of nations. Uh, stay tuned. You're going to be hearing about it. Uh, Pastor Matthew is going to be joining 
And we're going to talk about in detail this economic alliance of nations that has every implication uh, to impact the geopolitical scene uh, greatly in the near future. And it's going to bring about a weakening of the United States of America, which itself is a whole program. Uh, Where does the United States uh, fit into the biblical scenario? Would love to have more time to discuss that. But again, uh, that would take a, a segment all on its own. So again, That's what this program is going to be today. We are going to be watching for the signs of the times. We are going to be paying attention to what's happening in the world. We're going to specifically, we're going to be talking about this economic alliance of nations uh, or the the BRICS uh, nations. So this is all very, very important. Watching for the signs of the times so that you can be ready spiritually. It ought to bring about revival. That ought to be our result. Revival should be the result when we watch for the signs of the times. Because you're not afraid. No, faith is arising. He sits on the throne. He sits above the nations of the world. We know how this story ends, and it ends with our Lord and Savior, who is King of kings and Lord of lords, sitting above them all. That's what we're going to do today. I'm excited to welcome Pastor Matthew Dodd. He's going to be joining me here at the next uh, next segment. As I said, I'm going to hand over to him the hosting responsibilities. Uh, he's got, uh, he does not have nasal issues like I'm dealing with today. As you can, I've had this now for months, and uh, so hoping to get it resolved. But Pastor Matthew uh, is a dear friend, and he is going to be uh, taking over the hosting responsibilities. Again, I'm so excited to be uh, with you today, joining you for the Georgine Rice Show. We welcome all of our Seattle listeners. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM, The Word. We're going to take a break. Pastor Matthew is going to come and join us in the next segment. Stay tuned. There's much to come that will bless you tremendously. Today. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM The Word. I'm Matthew Dodd, Associate Pastor over Calvary Chapel Worship Center in Hillsboro, Oregon. Hey, I'm also the Executive Director of Blessers of Israel, and I'm honored to be in studio today with Pastor Rich Jones, who's the Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel Worship Center in Hillsboro, and also the Founder and Chairman of Blessers of Israel. Great to be with you today, Pastor Rich. Very excited that we have this opportunity. Uh, Georgine Rice trusts us with her show. That's amazing. Once again, I can't I can't believe it. I know. That's amazing. It is really a privilege to be here, to sit here, and uh, to really talk about some very, very important things that I think that believers uh, really need to be paying attention to on the world scene. Couldn't agree with you more. What's going on right now, I believe, is really unprecedented in recent history. Mm-hmm. I think in many ways we're seeing the unfolding of of biblical prophecy before right. our very eyes. The stage is being set for, I think, future events that will lead to the Great Tribulation period. But mm-hmm. specifically, I think you're thinking about what's happened recently with the BRICS nations or the alliance of the BRICS nations. Is that correct? I think anyone who has been paying attention at all to the world scene has been hearing, of course, about BRICS. 
And what is that? What does it stand for? What is its relevance for believers who are watching for the signs of the times and staying on the alert? Agreed. And I think, I think specifically it's the alliance of certain nations right. that's a cause for concern. So BRICS, what does it represent? Well, it represents Brazil. It represents Russia. It mm-hmm. represents India, China, and then also South Africa. But mm-hmm. there was a recent conference in August. And as a result of that conference, other nations were invited. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Egypt that was invited. You had Saudi Arabia. You had Iran. <laughs> of all things. Iran was invited. Right. And Ethiopia. Right. All now, interesting because of their oil-producing status. Exactly right. <clears throat> and then I believe it was Argentina was the other exactly. country. In uh, the UAE. Yes, in the UAE. But all related to, like you said, uh, their impact with Oil, their right. influence in oil. And now you're talking about a, a global influence, a population that has increased. So now you have a significant footprint mm-hmm. globally, an alternative to what you'd see with the, the Western European nations, the G7 nations. So I think the question, no doubt, on a lot of people's minds, Christians' minds, why is this important? Like, okay, well, you mentioned five nations— why are they forming this organization? What is their motive? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what drives them? Yeah. What and, was the catalyst that led to the formation to begin with? Right. And I think that's very, very important for believers. Now, this is, of course, geopolitical machinations that are happening in the nations of the world. Yes. But it's important for believers because we're talking about signs of the times. The world is changing before our eyes. Jesus said to stay on the alert, to watch, to pay attention to what's happening uh, in the world. He, he mentioned many things. Uh, of course, wars and rumors of wars being one of those, which is a, a, a statement about the alignments of nations and the conflicts amongst nations. But really, when you talk about staying on the alert, we need to watch for all things. And we know that, for example, the economic uh, ramifications of the latter days are a very important part of what unfolds in the latter days, as we see prophecy drawing near, the latter days drawing near. We know that there will be economic chaos, that the Antichrist will uh, arise on the scene to try to provide answers. But what we are seeing now, again, is a realigning of nations, and so that's why this is so important. So what was the reason for the formation in the first place? Mm-hmm. That, I think that's a good question. And I think the second question would be, why are these nations of special concern for mm-hmm. Christians in relation to biblical prophecy? What are your thoughts? Absolutely right. And so, uh, first of all, why are they taking these actions? Why are they forming this organization? And I think the answer to start with is a response to the dollar, a response to the United States being the global powerhouse economically. You know, you heard the phrase, the almighty dollar. Well, exactly right. And that's what they don't like, is that almighty dollar that has been the economic driving powerhouse of the world for, what, the last... Since I think 1971, under Nixon, 
at least, right? And I think we've seen the building up to that. Before that. Before that. Absolutely. <clears throat> so now you see, for example, uh, the United States uh, imposing economic sanctions uh, against Russia, who is has invaded their neighbor, Ukraine. And so the United States can bring to bear some serious economic ramifications, sanctions. Yeah, they weaponize the dollar is what they would say. Exactly. And so Russia does not appreciate, you know, the sanctions. Of course, it has hobbled them, and it will continue to hobble their economy. So then you have nations like uh, China, uh, India, who take note of that and are, uh, I think, wanting to counterbalance it. We must stop the almighty dollar from being the powerhouse of the world. All right, so then they, they get together form an organization which we say is BRICS because it represents those key nations. <clears throat> but they get together, and what is it they essentially have agreed to? They've agreed to basically do economic transactions outside of the dollar. So instead of holding dollars within their countries and then using those to transact right. uh, different uh, exchanges, trades, now what they want to do is go direct, bypass, using that conversion to the U.S. dollar. That's exactly right. Now, of course, oil has been the big trade or uh, big uh, uh, aspect of that which was used for the dollar, petrodollars. Mm -hmm. And in fact, this was an agreement that the United States had with Saudi Arabia um, some some years ago. And the idea of setting up petrodollars. Well, again, to do transactions outside of the dollar will really, in many ways, lessen the power of the dollar. The need for it's diminished greatly. In fact, right. many, many, many uh, financial uh, uh, specialist advisors are warning about the threat to the U.S. dollar and what that could mean to the U.S. economy That's and right. then globally right. as this shift takes place. Well, it's going to weaken the dollar. Absolutely. Right? And, and ultimately, I believe it will lead to higher inflation. So is this ultimately going to impact the average uh, American, Christian or not, yes, it will. It is going to have an impact. Therefore, we need to be paying close attention, uh, not only for the signs of the times, but there, there are going to be serious ramifications for the average American. And I think that's a good thing for us to, to break right here and come back to at the next segment and deal with these countries specifically. What's it about? What's about these countries that we need to be as Christians right. paying attention to and how it relates to Bible prophecy as well? Well, again, you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. I'm Matthew Dodd with Pastor Rich Jones. You're, uh, uh, we're on KD, uh, KPDQ 93.9 and 820 AM. The word so great that you're with us today. Look forward to having you join us for the next segment. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 8:20 a.m. The Word. Uh, Matthew Dodd here with Pastor Rich Jones. Have the privilege to fill in for Georgine Rice. She has the uh, day off, and we're talking about the the BRICS alliance uh, mm -hmm. Brazil Russia India China South Africa now you have the addition of other nations as of the mm -hmm. meeting this last August uh, Saudi Arabia Iran UAE 
um, well, Argentina, Argentina, and I Ethiopia. Think, uh, it's important to point out that that that's not the end of it. I mean, there are more, many that were invited, and many that have applied. Many applications, and they will be processed because it's a growing powerhouse. Now, it is an economic uh, organization. Let's say an alliance of nations started with the intent of counterbalancing the dollar, mm-hmm. right? It, it is a reaction to America. Well, not just America, really. Uh, uh, the industrialized nations of Europe. Really. Yeah, it, be, it began in 2009, and then you had South Africa join shortly thereafter. Right. But you're exactly right. I think you have these, these nations who are saying, enough, we want to control our own destiny. We want right. to be able to determine our future. And why do we have to trade right. using the U.S. dollar as a means to do so? And again, it is because America has used the dollar as a as an influence, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and to really kind of um, control the the flow of, of geopolitical formations. Well, what happened with? Putin, Russia, and the Ukraine, Ukraine that put all the nations on alert when they saw the Western nations respond as they did, specifically the United States. Now, when you look at the BRICS, Pastor Rich, what nation, if you can point to one, would be the driving force behind the BRICS? Absolutely. I think that would be essential to understand. And the answer is China. China is the driver. And in fact, of course, most uh, people living in America are very well aware now, I think, that, that China has become an issue. Right? They have been growing and growing in economic uh, power. Uh, they are the number two economy in the world today. And uh, they have been uh, growing economically through methods that are not appreciated, to say the least. Right? They've been, if I can be so blunt, stealing intellectual property from American corporations uh, and from American government itself and have been using that intellectual property to compete economically. Uh, I know personally uh, owners of companies that have been distraught to have their their products uh, uh, copied almost. (laughs) One was telling me they even copied the errors. <clears throat> how, how much of a powerhouse China is today. You know, there was an article put out by the Gatestone Institute uh, titled, China's Influence Activity in the U.S. is Unprecedented. And they open yeah. by quoting an FBI official who says, we have not seen this level of Chinese intelligence and influence activity in That's and right. around the U.S. homeland ever. Ever. There is a growing animosity and concern with this power that China is arising. And now China is really driving this alliance of BRICS. Now, what's interesting is China has made it very clear that by 2049, Mm -hmm. they want to be the global dominating power. And so... And I've heard it said, and I think it's correct, that that China doesn't have allies Mm -hmm. Merely, they're they're using these different nations as pawns to achieve their <clears throat> ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's tantalizing. It's appealing to these nations to think, well, I can piggyback off of China and get what I want for my own nation's mm-hmm. uh, wealth mm-hmm. and and 
independence to a degree, not knowing, though, that ultimately China has a strong fist, an iron fist. Boy, that's exactly right. And <clears throat> I think we need to, to also recognize that China is actually in, let's say, economic turmoil, <clears throat> that what we've seen is a, a zenith. I mean, we've seen China arising and rising and rising, concern, concern, concern. But now, as we see what's unfolding in China, we're actually seeing a decline. Uh, we, they've hit their zenith. <clears throat> and now there's going to be a population decline. UN has reported that. They're going to be on the decline. India mm -hmm. is going to surpass them in terms of being the most populated Populous. nation in the world. In the world, exactly right. So that is a factor, the decline of China. Now, again, <clears throat> I don't know that everybody is aware of that. All we've heard for the last however many years has been China's on the rise. You know, we need to be very uh, on the watch for this. China's on the rise. But I think it factors in here that they are in economic turmoil and we are going to see a downturn uh, in population and economically. So therefore, back to your point, which was that China has made it very clear that they want to be the world dominating power in 2049. That's not that far away. But they're not going to be able to do it alone, which is, I think, what they wanted originally. But now they recognize that they have to have relationships. I don't know that we can say alliances, but they want to have the And so, therefore, they're driving this BRICS, this relationship now, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, the original five, and now adding these other nations to become a, that power influence. But the backbone to it all is China. Absolutely. And— Looking at China, um, fundamentally, we need to also understand what you have is that they are they're ruled by the Communist Chinese or, Party. That's right. And at the the very foundation, fundamentally, it's atheist. That's that, exactly that right. That the individual, the citizen, is there to serve the state, mm -hmm. and therefore they're to be used by the state to achieve the end of the state, and so. This also comes into play in terms of religion, the mm -hmm. suppression of religion, because communism sees religion as the biggest threat. That's right. Because religion says that man is here to serve God, mm -hmm. to honor God, and communism counters that. And you are going to see that come into play more and more. You see, because now BRIC started as an economic powerhouse. I mean, it's growing. It will become a powerhouse. It will weaken the dollar. No question. It will weaken the dollar. It will cause inflation. It will cause economic turmoil in the world. But I believe that it is a step toward, at one point, it will become military. Now, there are steps between here and there, I'm not trying to raise alarms. I'm just saying, let's look forward. Let's watch for the signs of the times. Now, they started with, let's, let's form an organization, BRICS, that can do economic transactions outside of the dollar. But the next wave will be to create a new currency, which they would like to be the one world currency mm -hmm. going forward. Yeah, they they would be, but unfortunately, their currency is not doing very well right now. And the Chinese for whatever won. reason, right. even with all these obstacles, the U.S. dollar remains strong. Mm -hmm. uh, but that looks like it's tentative at best. It's very fragile. Well, let's go ahead and take a break right there. We'll continue this. I'd like to continue yes. the dialogue with regards to why these nations, again, 
we didn't get it quite to it yet, but why these yeah. nations be a concern to us as Christians, exactly. uh, those who are waiting for the return of Jesus Christ. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM The Word. I'm Matthew Dodd, Associate Pastor of Calvary Chapel in Hillsborough with Pastor Rich Jones. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM The Word. I'm Matthew Dodd, Associate Pastor over at Calvary Chapel Worship Center and Executive Director of Blessers of Israel with Pastor Rich Jones, who's the Senior Pastor over at Calvary Chapel Worship Center in Hillsboro. Great to be with you again, Pastor Rich. Very, very glad to be here and... Um what an opportunity to talk about some very, very important uh, um, geopolitical, but also biblical unfolding of events in the world today. Absolutely. <clears throat> We're talking about the BRICS Alliance of Nations. Uh, the last segment, we talked about the role of China, really the one who is the driving right. force as the second most powerful nation in the world, seeking to be the global dominating power by 2049, right. the 100-year anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, it's it's wise for Christians to be alert and to see how these events that are literally unfolding at a rapid succession before our very eyes, mm -hmm. how they may play a role or setting the stage for the future events that are mentioned within the Bible. And we mentioned this in, in an earlier uh, segment, that Christians need to be paying attention. The world is changing before our eyes. And Jesus told us to stay on the alert, which means to watch and to pray. But I think also not to be afraid. Absolutely. He's still on the throne. Everything is being executed according to his will, according That's to right. his plan. Now, I, I wanted to back up for a moment. We, we talked about the role of China and how that's a concern. Right. Uh, what about Russia and Iran? Why would that mm -hmm. be a concern, and how does that relate to Bible prophecy? Yeah. Well, that is a big topic. I teed it up because I knew you could spike the ball. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I... I am very, very concerned with what we see happening in those, what I call axis of powers. It's kind of like the new axis of powers, right? You have these players like Russia, Iran, North Korea, for example, that are arising. We could add some other bad actors to that right there, but those are some of the key ones. And and now they they're almost like, joining together. In fact, many of them are joining together in BRICS, not North Korea, but <laughs> who knows when they're going to join, because they would very much like to de-dollarize. Though, though <clears throat> they're, Putin and, and Kim oh, Jong-un, they're, they're meeting. That's they're, right. They're, he's on the train. He's well, on the way. <laughs> he's on the train. <laughs> well, now that tells you a lot right there. Number one, I think Putin is desperate. <laughs> Any world leader that turns to North Korea for help is in trouble, right? And so that's a declaration that they are in trouble. And so they're reaching to North Korea, of all things, for weapons. But back to my point, which is you're talking about what I call the new axis of powers, and Christians need to be watching for this. There's this east-west divide that's forming once again. Exactly right. And the new Cold War, you can almost say, but mm -hmm. it's an economic one. And, um, of course, Russia wants very much to stop 
America from the influence. Do but you back see Russia in the Bible prophecy? Oh, that's the thing. You were just you were leading to that, and I started. <laughs> I started to get it was, this, a, it was a beautiful segue. It was, and then I started to go off on another tangent. <laughs> um, no, you see in the Bible, right? You see the the building up of nations. Uh, Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine. Look at those nations that are mentioned in the battle of Gog and Magog, and then look at what's happening in the world today. I mean, we are seeing a, an alignment of nations that looks very much like what the biblical prophecy indicated would arise. And specifically, <clears throat> Russia is mentioned, That's Rosh. Right. That's right, Rosh. In Ezekiel 38 and 39. Russia. Persia, Iran. which is Iran. That's right. And so they're named in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so I believe it's imperative for Christians to keep watch over this. And wouldn't you agree with me that these nations seemed even more emboldened than before because they have China mm-hmm. supporting them and their efforts. And they have each other. Yes. But they have China, absolutely. And don't forget, in uh, Ezekiel 30 and 39, it does speak of the Arab nations it does. as standing by, not necessarily directly engaged, but nevertheless um, Let's say giving tested approval. In fact, we're getting ready to uh, release a new article dealing with Saudi Arabia in particular, mm-hmm. uh, which is mentioned because you're right. In Ezekiel 38, they they ask the question, "Why are you attacking Israel?" Matthew Dodd paraphrase, mm-hmm. and and yet nothing's done about it. Mm-hmm. It's like shame on you, but there's no teeth. Right. to what they say. Right. And so they just let it happen. They just let it go, which looks often very similar to what you see in world affairs now. Uh, you know, there will be that slap on the wrist. You shouldn't do that, but there's no action really taken. And that will happen with the Battle of Gog and Magog. You'll mm-hmm. have these nations, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia included, which I think is, by the way, kind of interesting because they're now part of this BRICS alliance. And you can see why they have this financial investment. Mm-hmm. Hey, why are you doing this, Israel? Is well, as long as it doesn't hurt us, mm-hmm. I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think we are looking very far down the road, right? When we when we speak of these formations of nations and the battles of Gog and Magog and Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine, <clears throat> that's a long look, right? But what we are seeing, and our point, I think, is that we are seeing an alignment of nations that ought to make every believer take notice. Jesus said to, watch, watch, discern. And that's what we are doing in our ministry, Blessers of Israel. I hope it's okay. I think we can give a plug here. Blessers with an O.org is our podcast. And we are providing commentary on the world uh, nations and what's happening in relationship to Israel. Because ultimately, Israel is going to be the factor. Absolutely. And full disclosure, we're honored to have Georgine Rice as a member of our board. That's right. Absolutely. And we are blessed. We are. Right. Great, great leadership. But back to what we're seeing here, and that is this alignment that we are seeing in BRICS is the beginning of world geopolitical formations that Jesus warned us of and that ultimately lead to uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39. But I think we also then see the Antichrist, the the leading up to uh, the Antichrist. But at the same time, 
Okay, so we know that there's going to be an Israel factor, right? There's going to be an arising anti-Israel sentiment. But what we see, interestingly, at the same time, is an arising, let's say, uh, 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 alignment with Israel. There's like the Abrahamic Accords uh, that was started in the former Trump administration, for example. And now we're seeing China... And Israel forming friendship. That is important. And we're seeing even Saudi Arabia now, who's been doing tremendous diplomatic work towards normalization. And after the G20, mm-hmm. there was the announcement by President Biden that there's going to be this economic pathway that will go from India and incorporate Saudi Arabia, Israel, and it will be an alternative to the brick, uh, the, the Belt Road Initiative established by China. And so you see that counter that you got this back and forth that's going on and the United States now stepping in because Xi didn't go to the mm-hmm. G20. Yes. Putin obviously didn't want to because he'd get arrested. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but. But anyway, you get my point, uh, that that's what was going on there, and mm-hmm. you have these alternatives that are taking place. Well, we're running long on the segment here. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show on 9, 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM, The Word. We'll be right back, right back in a little bit for our next segment. God bless. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM The Word. I'm Matthew Dodd with Pastor Rich Jones from Calvary Chapel Worship Center. We're talking about the BRICS nations, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the role of China and Russia right. and Iran in those BRICS nations and how, in many ways, it's setting the stage for end times prophecy, specifically right. Ezekiel 38 mm-hmm. and 39, the Battle of Gog and Magog. And I think we were just talking before the break about um, a trend that we see happening in the nations where there's actually um, detente. Uh, there's actually favorable relations sought after with Israel, which is, I mean, who would have thought that, right? That some of the, the Arab nations uh, that started with the Trump administrations, but now leading up to even Saudi Arabia, um, seeking normalization of relationships. This is amazing. Arab nations aligning, um, coming to agreement with Israel. That is a factor that's very prophetically important. But then also China. China has recently, let's say, saddled up to Israel. And um, I, I think they're very interested in bringing Israel into their fold. Now, in all honesty, we have to also see that there's been tension between the United States, the Biden administration, and Netanyahu. True. And uh, True. usually the prime minister of Israel is invited after he's elected to right. come to the White House. And even as of this last week, there's still the debate as to where and when right. uh, Netanyahu and Biden will meet. And so what does Xi do? He seizes the opportunity, mm-hmm. come to China, That's right. come to Beijing. And let's be friends. And that, again, I, you know that China has an agenda, and they've made it quite clear what their agenda is. Number one, world domination by 2049. And they are working behind the scenes. Well, not even behind. Frankly, they're, they're moving in front of the scenes to align these nations with the idea in mind of 
weakening America, weakening the dollar, strengthening China and their influence to the world. And Israel is a very key component to that. And I think one of the key components to that is the intellectual property. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, it was really interesting. There was an article that was posted, I believe it was just last week, in regards to uh, the United States' response to Israel and China mm-hmm. connecting, right. you know, because they see that China has a, a stronger footprint in the Middle East. And so the United States was basically telling Israel, we don't mind but make sure you lock down the intellectual property if you do, mm-hmm. to which I think the United States would be wise to heed its own advice there. Absolutely right. I, mean, I know this is a bit of a side angle, but I think if the United States would have <clears throat> put sanctions on any company that was stealing intellectual property, it would be a different story today. Couldn't agree more. But they did not do that. And frank, frankly, I think, for whatever reason, I think they turned a blind eye. And they knew that this intellectual property theft was going on for years and years and years. It was fueling the, the industrial revolution in China, and yet we did nothing really essentially stop. We complained. We, uh, you know, uh, raised this uh, complaint another, but nothing really happened. The, the relationship between Israel and the United States is so tr- strategic. Absolutely. The United States has no better ally in the Middle East than Israel. That's right. And and Israel has no greater ally than the United States. Absolutely. But yet there's even talk about that. Why is this tension? Why can't Israel sort out some of their own issues that they're dealing with in terms of judicial reform and whatnot and still have that relationship remain intact between the United States and Israel strong? So that way it sends the right message to Israel's allies. Right but also Israel's enemies. Well, and of course, we do send that message at many opportunities. We are allies. We believe in one another. We stand with one another and that sort of thing. But there has been growing tensions between Netanyahu and the Biden administration. Of course, the judicial reforms that we have spoken about on our podcast that are happening in Israel. But I think it's important for I mean, our listeners to realize that Israel, in many ways, is like the United States. Is filled with conflicts within. I mean, there's this party and that party. And in fact, in Israel, they, they even have more parties, and it's an alignment of parties in Israel. And so you have strong opinions here, strong opinions there. And in fact, in Israel today, there are tens of thousands of people on the streets protesting Netanyahu. And uh, But, you know, Netanyahu is a more conservative leader, Biden being more of a liberal leader. And so there's tensions between those administrations. As you mentioned, uh, the Biden administration has not even invited Netanyahu to a state visit. What do you think the appeal would be to China to have that relationship with Israel? Any thoughts? Well, yes, several. Number one, I think, is the opportunity <laughs> to take intellectual property when they can. I'm sorry. Israel is advanced when it comes to AI. Oh, They're on the cutting edge. In fact, also when it comes to defense weapons, oh, that's right. military, uh, you're seeing European nations that are appealing that's to right. them. Even the United States is reaching out. They're on the cutting edge. I would say they are the cutting edge. They are advanced technologically. And uh, China would very much like to do business with Israel. 
But, or steal property from Israel. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that's exactly right. You know, I, I realize we're kind of... Why pay for it if you can get it for free? <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's true. You know, and that's what's been happening. And in no one stopped them. No, that's so, the problem. And, that's and, why and China does respect power. They, they respect yes. a strong response. That's right. But let's not forget, these are communists. Exactly. Now, we, we have seen, of course, a, a free market in China, but they're only using the free market in China because it works. Ultimately, they're still very much a power-in-control communist party government. And any foreign companies that are there have learned that lesson full well because that company can become the state property of China That's right. in the event that China decides it needs to be that way. That's right. But back to Israel and why? what's, what's China's motive? One, of course, is yeah, intellectual property opportunity. But, of course, bringing Israel, if they can bring Israel into the fold, if they can bring Israel away from the United States into their fold, oh, my, wouldn't that just strengthen that whole BRICS uh, uh, alliance of nations. But it also creates another wrinkle because you have Iran now part of the BRICS. Oh, yes. And so that will be an interesting mm-hmm. dynamic that needs to be mastered, massaged. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, because Iran is the avowed enemy of Israel. That's right. They have one agenda, and that's to obliterate Israel off the face that's of the right. map. Now, if you don't mind me taking a bit of a turn here, you brought up G20 and Biden's announcements. I think it's worth noting that Biden also just recently announced, or at least his administration, that they are releasing billions of dollars to Iran in exchange for uh, release of political prisoners and other small concessions. Um, This is not, in my opinion, a good sign. You're rewarding terrorism. Couldn't agree more. And they also recognized, uh, I'm sure you read it because you pay very close attention, that uh, uh, Iran is very, very close to weapons-grade uranium enrichment. And... Um, we know very well what Iran wants to do with weapons-grade uranium. Couldn't agree more. Uh, they've made it clear. The United States and Israel, That's Satan right. and the great Satan, That's right. want them obliterated. Well, uh, we're running up against a break right here. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and AM820, The Word. We're going to be right back in a little bit to continue our discussion about the BRICS and why we as Christians need to stay alert. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 8.20 a.m. The Word. I'm Matthew Dodd, Associate Pastor of Calvary Chapel Worship Center in Hillsboro, Oregon, with Pastor Rich Jones, who's the Senior Pastor and also the Founder and Executive Director of Blessers of Israel. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm the Executive Director. You're the Founder. <laughs> Caught right. myself, and you're the That's Chairman. Right. That's right. All these titles, it's hard to keep track of them. That's right. We're honored to... Uh, Fill in for Georgine Rice. She's taking the the day off and uh, mm-hmm. honored to be here. We're talking about the BRICS and the impact of this new alliance of nations, mm-hmm. uh, which is really being driven by China. But you also have key players like Russia and Iran now that's been added to the mix as yes. well. And uh, we've we've talked about China, Pastor Rich. Uh, we've talked about Russia. Let's talk about Iran uh, and mm-hmm. and. 
specifically their relationship. You know, before we ended the last segment, we we're talking about how China is courting Israel. Mm-hmm. And wants to forge a stronger relationship with Israel. We, we mentioned that likely it's due to the intellectual property that would be available because Israel's cutting edge when it comes to mm-hmm. AI and defense, uh, military intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's one factor. That's one <clears throat> factor. And there are other factors, of course. If they can, if they can drive a wedge between Israel and the United States, if they can bring Israel over to their, let's say, economic alliance, Oh, what a powerhouse they would create. But there is internal to that, this tension with Iran. Well, let's just back up just for a second. Speaking of Iran, remember there was a tension between Saudi Arabia and Iran. That's right. And suddenly there was this reforming of an alliance between uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran brokered by China. That's right. And everyone was shocked. Mm-hmm. It had headlines across the world. How is this possible? Right. Because Saudi Arabia has been reaching out to the United States for years, wanting support and protection against Iran. Right. And now suddenly, uh, we're going to open up embassies. That's we're right. going to exchange ambassadors. How is this possible? See, that is what I mean when I say the Christians much must watch for the signs of the day. We must be on the alert. There are a, a realigning of nations that are happening right now. And what we have been mentioning on this program is that a lot of this is driven by China and an agenda that is anti-America, ultimately that will culminate in anti-Israel. But we are seeing the nations of the world changing before our eyes. That'll, mm. That that alarming headline of Saudi Arabia and Iran now looking at a partnership brokered by China, uh, that sent shock waves throughout yeah. the world. Yeah, absolutely. But how much more so would an alliance between Israel and China, you alluded to that a moment ago, mm-hmm. also send shock waves? I almost thought you were going to say Israel and Iran. <laughs> no, that would be such shock waves and no one could stand it. That's not going to happen, of course. Israel is the mortal. Well, Iran is the mortal Isra- uh, enemy of Israel. Yes. But you're right. Um, it is amazing that even the discussion that China and Israel could form an alliance. Now, of course, they're just in talks right now. <clears throat> but it's amazing to think about what it might mean. Yet China is clearly aligning with Iran, what I call the axis of powers. Russia is clearly aligning aligning with China. North Korea has already aligned with China. And then you see China's influence all over Africa, for example. You and I have been to Africa many times. We have seen projects done all over, improvement projects, um, highways, hospitals, uh, investments, loans. The last time we were in Kenya, March of 2020, just before the outbreak, well, actually, the outbreak of COVID-19 had already right. hit. And we were asking the person who was uh, showing us around, taking us to our, our hotel, these roads look so much better here in Nairobi. How is that possible? Yeah. Word? China. One right. word. There's the answer. That's exactly right. Or uh, Tanzania. Uh, same thing. Like, these are amazing roads. That is China's influence on the world. They are buying ports, by the way. Now, that is strategic. Did you know that they have heavily invested in American ports? 
I have. I've also mm-hmm. heard that they've invested heavily in property right next to military bases in the United States as well. Exactly. By the way, they also have a great balloon firm that <laughs> helps float b- balloons over the United States. Oh, let's not forget that, too. But that is a but, lot. But no intelligence was gathered whatsoever. Of course not. Of Even course not. They were flying directly over military bases. But my, my, uh, our point here is Christians must pay attention. Watch for the signs of the times. And I, I, I'm submitting here that BRICS, this formation of nations economically, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, and now other nations that are going to be joining them in uh, January, and another wave after that will be joining them. This is a tremendous influence economically in the world. It will weaken America, it will weaken the dollar, and it should alert every believer. And I want to capitalize on what you just said there, because if it weakens the United States, and the United States is the strongest ally of Israel, then what impact will that have on Israel? You can just see the writing on the wall. Exactly right, because Israel almost by by default is going to have to find new alliances, and they're going to be drawn more and more into that sphere of China and all of these other nations that right now are just forming economic alliances. But it will turn into a global currency. That is, they're already talking about a, a new world currency, and uh, that will turn, I submit, will turn into a military uh, factor in the world. We need to watch this, what's happening right now is very much concerning, but Jesus said, do not be afraid. You know, it's interesting, the prophecy in Ezekiel 38 and 39, you're talking about Ezekiel 2,600 years ago, this right. prophecy was given. That's right. And I believe that, for me personally, brings great comfort, mm-hmm. knowing God on the throne. That's right. He, he, he revealed that to us all. Yep. Why? So that we won't be alarmed. Mm-hmm. Prayer, be faithful, but don't be afraid. Exactly right. He's overcome the world. <clears throat> because I think, you know, when you see tectonic shifts happening economically, military alliances forming, Iran uh, uh, this close to weapons-grade uranium. I mean, that is alarming. There is cause for concern. That's why Jesus' words, do not be afraid, ring true. Because, man, that'll shake you to your core. Think for a moment, if, if Iran got a nuclear weapon, what that would mean. But just the fact that the United States just gave them billions of dollars. You know where that's going to go. Exactly right. I mean, they they can say all that they want in terms of the monies won't be used for nefarious activities, but the truth is it frees up the funds. For that very thing. For that very thing. <clears throat> Hamas, uh, uh, Hezbollah, in just north of Israel, Hamas south of Israel. And, and uh, all of this funded by now, may I submit, American dollars— uh, it's just tragic. Which will cause Israel and the United States and others to be victims. We need to watch. We need Absolutely. to be on the alert. Christians need to watch for the signs of the times. 
Well, we're coming uh, to the end of our sixth segment and uh, want to say goodbye to our audience in Seattle. So honored that you spend this afternoon with us. But we want you to know that you can catch the rest of the Georgine Rice show on the Georgine Rice podcast. So you can, more. you can pick up the last yeah. two segments. Right. We're going to shift to our Portland audience, but we want to say goodbye to you. And, and again, it's been a blessing to be with you right now, Pastor Rich, going through these difficult times that we're talking about, but knowing that God's on the throne. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM The Word. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 8.20 AM The Word. I'm Matthew Dodd with Pastor Rich Jones from Calvary Chapel in Hillsborough. Great again to be with you. We're talking about the BRICS. We're talking about Russia, right. China, Iran, and specifically how those relationships will ultimately impact Israel. We have done a tour of the world. We've been around many... Uh, Topics here. Our relating. passports have been stamped. <laughs> They're not stamping passports. <laughs> but nevertheless, we are talking about these nations because Christians must watch for the signs of the times. And we are seeing the nations of the world shifting before our eyes. It is critical that we watch. And that's what we are doing on the show. You know, we have a ministry called Blessors of Israel, blessors.org. I'm sure it's all right that we say that, that um, does this very thing. We watch. We want to look at the lens of the events of the world through a biblical view, through a prophetic view. And what we are seeing is an alignment of nations very much akin to what we see prophetically. Agreed. You know, we launched this ministry about six months ago. Yeah, very young. And 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 our, our vision, our heart is to equip the church with regards to the importance of standing with Israel and her people in the latter days, knowing that the United States is not the focal point of biblical prophecy, though I believe what happens to the United States can play a role yes. in what happens with biblical prophecy. But Israel, mm-hmm. as you've said before, is the center of biblical prophecy, and Jerusalem is the epicenter. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And so then you take a look at what's happening in the world. It's an interesting, um, almost conundrum, you might say, because you know that there's anti-Semitism that is growing in the world, and yet you see nations now coming alongside, let's say, trying to f- uh, curry the favor, Saudi Arabia, some of the uh, nations of the Abrahamic Accords, earlier Arab nations, now China is also currying the favor, wanting to build relationships. And yet we know that in the latter days, the nations of the world will turn against Israel. Anti-Semitism is alive in this world. How would you, speaking of anti-Semitism, because when we look at college campuses here in the United States, right. when we look at what's going on within our own government at times, mm-hmm. uh, some of the policies mm-hmm. that are uh, anti-Israel, um, what do you think is the root of anti-Semitism? I know that's a big question. It's a, it's a large topic for a nine-minute segment, but I think it's one that is good for us to understand. Biblically speaking, what do you see as the root of anti-Semitism? Well, I mean, the roots run deep. You know, 
you start pulling on those roots, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, the history here, that root comes from way, way back. I mean, we could go back as far as um, Abraham, right, and the two sons that were in conflict, Ishmael and Isaac, Ishmael being the son of Abraham through Hagar, <clears throat> and Ishmael then becoming the father of the Arab nations, Isaac being the son through Sarah, the son whom God promised, and all of the promises to Abraham were passed from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, the twelve sons, and now on to the, the generations living in Israel today. You could go a long way back there, but then also you could take another uh, route and go all the way back to the church, frankly, because there have been many in the church who have blamed Israel for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And that is and has been a root of anti-Semitism. Now, that is as wrong as wrong can be. But you, you explain for for our listeners what you mean by that. You know, in regards to the relationship to church, why would why would Christians even think uh, this way about well, the Jews? Because the Jews did manipulate Rome to bring about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, and so there they blamed. In fact, the Crusades were, in many ways, uh, the the Crusaders would attack Jews. Hmm. Uh, they wanted to take the Holy Land back, uh, you might say, believing that the promises made to Israel are null and void. The promises to Israel have been transferred to the church, replacement theology, Mm -hmm. and so therefore they believe that those biblical, historic, holy sites belong to them. They wanted to take them back. But they were anti-Semitic. They were attacking Jews, even on their way to uh, accomplish the Crusades. Hmm. <clears throat> they were blaming the Jews for the crucifixion of Christ because they did bring about, through manipulation, the crucifixion of Christ. But let me just say that to blame the Jews for the crucifixion of Christ is wrong from the beginning because this was the plan of God before the creation of the world. I mean, we can go all the way back to Genesis and, and see the, 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 the types of Christ portrayed throughout, starting with, um, even God, uh, uh, covering Adam and Eve with the skins of animals hmm. when they sinned, rather than the fig leaves that they made themselves, which can't be comfortable. <laughs> Shaman cloth would be way better. <laughs> <clears throat> but, what an animal had to die to cover their sins. You can go start there and go all the way back through the Old Testament. You see the pointing of the way. It's been the plan of God from the beginning. Jesus said, "No man takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord." What way blame the Jews when Jesus said, "No man takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. I'll lay it down and I'll take it up again." So it's wrong-headed, it's wrong theology, it's wrong history to blame the Jews. Yet they did in history in Europe for centuries. And, I mean, it's a deep topic. Now, what people fail to see, though, is is that that generation that rejected Jesus Christ, that was judged A.D. 70 with the fall that's, of Jerusalem. That's right, that's right. But that doesn't mean that God is done with Israel. That's right. And that's why you, when you look at Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11, you see that God's not done yet, that he will maintain a remnant. And the whole tribulation period is about 
preparing that remnant for the coming of Messiah. And we know that when the Messiah does come at the end of the age, he will step foot on the Mount of Olives, he will enter Jerusalem to rule and reign the nations. Of course, he will intervene uh, in behalf of Israel, who is being attacked. Um, But nevertheless, he will pour out on them a spirit of grace and supplication because it says they will look on him whom they have pierced and they will mourn as one would mourn for an only child. They will receive their Messiah. They will weep and mourn because they would see, ah, it was him, you know, who came all those years before and we rejected our king, we rejected our Messiah. So they mourn, but he pours out on them the spirit of grace. And thus they come under the banner of Christ. They will come under Christ, and the Jew and the church will be one under Jesus Christ. Now, you you, allude, you you mentioned Genesis 3, and I think you can go to Genesis 3 and then see the root of anti-Semitism, because there you see promise, the Messiah, the one who would crush the head of the serpent. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on... Lucifer has been very attentive to see where that messianic line would go. That's right. He wants to prevent the first advent of Christ. That's right. And then now he wants to prevent the return of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. uh, by destroying Israel so that there is no Israel uh, for Christ to reign over during the, the millennial kingdom. I think you nailed it right there. That is the spiritual warfare Behind anti-Semitism. So the, the heart of anti-Semitism really is demonic. That's exactly right. All right. We're coming to the end of a, a segment break here. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ. And no longer 820 AM, the word, because I just realized they are no longer there on that segment. But we'll come back for the last segment, and we look forward to having you join us. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ. I'm Matthew Dodd, Associate Pastor of Calvary Chapel Worship Center in studio with Senior Pastor Rich Jones, who also serves at Calvary Chapel Worship Center. We're talking about the BRICS, and we're talking about how these nations, China, uh, Iran, and Russia, play a role in the fulfillment of end-time prophecy, specifically focused on Mm -hmm. Israel. And during the last segment, we were talking about anti-Semitism and the heart of it. And I made maybe a a bold statement when I said that all anti-Semitism is demonic in essence. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give you a moment just to kind of elaborate on that and see what your thoughts are. Well, you know, that Am I going to be fired? (laughs) No, because it's right. you know, first of all, you know, you go from bricks to anti-Semitism, like, how are they connected? Ultimately, they will be. Because what we're seeing is the realigning of nations. It starts economically. China being the big driver behind this uh, alignment of nations. Uh, it is a very anti-dollar uh, um effort, of course, to try to minimize the power of the almighty dollar, but ultimately to minimize the power of America and the European nations, and a growing uh, uh, influence of China. And you look at the elements of BRICS, Russia, Iran, of course, there's Brazil and India, South Africa, less critical to our point here. But you look at, at Russia and Iran, these are very, very strongly anti, traditionally anti-Jew. Uh, 
mm-hmm. anti-Israel. You saw that during uh, the 1800s. Oh, in an- Russia in particular. Oh, yes. The anti-Semitism in Russia, Soviet Union, the pogroms, uh, infamous. And there's been tremendous amount of anti-Semitism. In fact, there have been waves and waves of Jews trying to escape Russia, the former Soviet Union, waves of them leaving, uh, many of them coming to the United States, many of them going to uh, the area of Palestine, now, of course, named Israel. But the the anti-Semitism against the Jews has been there for many, many years. Israel uh, has received them as nations have been against them. Interesting, in a recent video that we just uh, uploaded to YouTube and our uh, other podcast channels, you mentioned that with those uh, Russian Jews leaving Russia right. during the extreme persecution, mm-hmm. they, they came to Israel to make a new home. And now when you go to Israel, you'll see mm-hmm. certain streets even named, uh, but they're in Hebrew and in Russian, uh, as well as Arab, mm-hmm. exactly. just to show the influence and so you go to Israel today and you speak uh, Russian, you'll do well. There are many, many Russian speakers, in many. <clears throat> but what, what we're seeing, though, is that this is all going to play into the prophecy of the future. That anti-Semitism is alive and well around the world. Uh, you don't have to go very far in America to see anti-Semitism. Uh, pretty much on every college campus, almost, there is a tremendous... Um, footing of anti-Semitism. Why do you think that is? Why have, I mean, after the Holocaust, you think that would settle things once and for all when it comes to anti-Semitism, and yet we see this resurgence again, where it's acceptable. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see the posts on our social media platforms, the Mm -hmm. amount of anti-Semitism that is leveled against blessers of Israel because we're standing for Israel and her people. It doesn't mean we agree with everything that Israel does. True. But we reject anti-Semitism in all its forms. Exactly right. Nevertheless, <clears throat> people are emboldened mm-hmm. to make these anti-Semitic statements. Why, why is that? Well, I mean, I think, again, it's very deep. But I'm going to s- start with the narrative, the controlling their narrative. <clears throat> and really, in many ways, that's part of the spiritual warfare behind this. I mean, I think if, if the enemy can cast darkness and aspersions and change the narrative— um, that's going to change the way people think about Israel. And the narrative today, of course, is that Israel is the aggressor. They use labels like apartheid, right, trying to describe Israel as the dominating factor over the Palestinian victims, when in fact it was the Palestinian uh, uh, efforts that were trying to destroy Israel. Israel had to defend themselves from total annihilation in practically every war they've encountered. And in fact, uh, they were agreeable to a two-state solution initially, correct? Well, in fact, I think they still would be if, that was, if they had a reasonable partner. But, you know, after the 1967 Six-Day War, uh, Israel faced off against Egypt and Jordan and Syria, uh, and were so successful they took massive swaths of land, right? Well, when that was over, the Knesset, the Israeli parliament, voted unanimously to give it all back in exchange for peace. And the response was, no, no, no. And 
Israel has wanted peace. They they want peace. They want peace with their neighbors. But the the Palestinian again, it's about the narrative, right? They want from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. What does that mean? That means annihilation. Speaking of apartheid, in a recent podcast for Blessers of Israel, we we talked about this issue. Is Israel an apartheid state? Right. And over the course of that podcast, then we highlighted really the one nation that could be truly characterized as an apartheid state, Lebanon. Uh, Right to the north of Israel. Elaborate on that. Why could they be considered that versus Israel? Well, okay. So you look at the refugees that came out of Israel during the 1947-48 War of Independence. The refugees came out of the 1967 war. And those live in camps, let's say in the West Bank, but also in southern Lebanon, just across the border and from Israel. All right. So Israel now, when they expanded their control over to the River Jordan, they now have hundreds of thousands of Palestinians living within their borders. They have enemies living within their land, you might say. So, but the same is true in Lebanon. You have hundreds of thousands of of Palestinian Arabs living in camps. Like, why don't they just assimilate them into society? No, they cannot get passports. They cannot get jobs. They, you want to talk about apartheid. They restrict the types of jobs they can get, like becoming a doctor, a exactly. lawyer, they have uh, to certain government camps. programs that they are. Now, that is apartheid. Yet, is that is that label cast against Lebanon? No. No one hears about that. No, it's always Israel as the apartheid. Israel is always the aggressor. That's the narrative. And those who control the narrative control anti-Semitism. Which I think is a huge point because when it comes to controlling the narrative, wouldn't you say it's the the liberals, the cultural Marxists uh, in our educational system, uh, economic, um, you know, the media— yeah. They, they're able to control that narrative so strongly that no one can say otherwise. See, these, you mentioned the universities, the media, these are the narrative centers of the nation. When you control those factors, you control the narrative. And that, I tell you, it's bringing our nation into a very, very, very dark direction. But it's clearly resulted in anti-Semitism. And now we see an aligning of nations We need to pay attention. Christians need to pay attention. Well, we're coming to the end of the Georgine Rice Show on uh, 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM, The Word. It's been a blessing to spend this time with you, Pastor Rich. We've covered a lot of territory today, but on a good note. Again, we need to know that God is on the throne. Nothing catches him unaware. That's right. And that he will reign. Jesus Christ is coming back again. And come, Lord Jesus, come. Oh, how I can't wait for that day. Amen. Amen. But until that time, may we be faithful, may we be alert, and may we stand with Israel and her people. Amen. Amen. It's been a really great joy being on this program with you. Thank you to uh, Georgine Rice for letting us be on the program today, giving her a day off. It's really a privilege. Thank you. Again, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show on 93.9 KPDQ and 820 AM, The Word. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.